Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Welcome, everybody. It's episode 39 of Life Over Par. Uh, I think we have a pretty interesting episode for you today. Uh, I believe it's going to be a little less golf than normal, but should be interesting nonetheless. Um, I'm here right now, Kevin, as always. Hello. Kyle videoing in. Hello. Hello. And our guest, and we will get to him in just a second. Before I introduce him, I'm going to do a quick recap on last, last week's picks. It was Wells Fargo. I went with Victor Hovland. Turned out to be a good one. Almost pulled through for me. Uh, tied for third, eight under. Uh, Kevin, Brian Harmon, or Kyle went Brian Harmon. Tied for 18th, mm-hmm. one under. Kevin, your, your pick of Phil really <laughs> flopped on uh, you there. Yeah. Speaking of Phil, the old flop. Uh, <laughs> went to... from first to 69th. You had to know so that. He, nice. he wasn't going to win being in the lead in the first yeah, day, yeah. but 69. I went with it anyway. Yeah. Nice, nice position, Kevin. Yep. Nice. Yeah. See what you did there. Went from seven under on day one, shot 75, 76, 76 to secure that 69th place. Uh, if he just shot par, he would have shot, like, shot and finished like fourth. Yeah, he would have. Damn. Uh, Kaiser with the guy he couldn't pronounce, and I don't think any of us can. <laughs> K.H. Lee uh, tied for 58th at plus five. There's the recap. Oh. Another good week for myself. Not too many of those happen. <laughs> now to our guest this week. He is a YouTube and Twitch partner. He is a self-proclaimed crypto nerd and okay. stock trader. Uh, most importantly, though, he is a husband, a father, and my older brother. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Charlie Pryor. Wow. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yeah, I mean, I read it right off your Facebook. Yeah, that happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I want to start this uh, the way I start every guest is just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, you just did a whole number, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, like you said, I'm, uh, I'm Nick's uh, older brother. Grew up in uh, all the same places around all the same types of people for the most part, small town and all that. And I uh, kind of branched out, went off to the maybe more populated areas there as I got a little older there uh, in college. I admit I don't I don't know a whole lot uh, about golf. Um, I'm mm-hmm. certainly not nearly as much as all of you guys do. Uh, maybe possibly if, if I had to ballpark it, see, I'm not even using the right sport for my analogy. I, I'd have to say it's probably somewhere around 30 rounds of golf in my life. Oh, not you froze on us. Oh. You are completely frozen right now. Oh, he's gone. Am I really? Oh, oh, no, oh the voice oh, is oh, back. Oh, there we go. Oh, you're yeah. back. Okay. What the heck? Oh, you're you're glitching still. Okay, now you're back. Okay. So 30 <laughs> rounds of just, golf. Go ahead. If I from just there. don't move, is that okay? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh let's see. So yeah, about 30 rounds of golf, probably total. Um I uh 
Yeah, I'm a guy that cares about discovery, uh, more self-discovery, kind of learning more about myself every day. And I, I, I don't necessarily have the discipline to, to really get myself into shape. So I'm one of those guys. I uh, don't have nearly the discipline my brother does there, I guess. Um, oh, don't, but, don't give me too uh, much have, credit. <laughs> I, do, uh, yeah. I, I do have a discipline for my craft anyway. Um, my wife would probably attest that I'm kind of a workaholic when I get caught up in something. And that's pretty often. I'm, I'm, I definitely work a lot. Uh, yeah, like like you said, I'm a husband, um, father of a brilliant little five-year-old brat named Aiden. Uh, mm -hmm. He's teaching me how smart he is every single day, surprising me uh, every single day. And uh, I guess the other thing to say about me would be mm -hmm. is that I probably play more hours of video games than anyone you know. <laughs> I believe that go. to be true. Probably. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to just jump into one thing that I realized going through your Twitter Oh, you do share a ton on Twitter, not so much on Facebook. Yeah. But uh, yeah. a post you had March 20th this year, not, not too long ago. Oh, here we go. Let's let's get into this one. You said uh, my five-year-old son just opened a jar for my wife. I feel like she's just not trying. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it's a real thing. It happened. Uh it, oh, it, it surprised me. She just she went to hand me a jar to open for her and I just kind of had something in my hands. I was just like, put it down. I'll get it in a second. Uh, and Aiden just grabs it and just here you go. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I didn't do it. I just like right. I put my hands up. I was like I didn't touch that thing yet. <laughs> you know? What a what an alpha. Yep. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't think she tried first. I think she grabs a glass and then or grabs a jar and then just instantly thinks mm. she's going to need help with it. It's it's it could be. Um or he has very strong hands working the Rubik's cube. Maybe. Or the Maybe. Legos, something. Yeah. Something there. Maybe. Yeah. Um we'll start with a little bit of golf. I know there's not much here, but I do remember growing up uh you tried at a a fairly, I guess I would say it was a young age, um, to play a little bit Younger of golf, get a few rounds in. And I think I remember you trying to play in a tournament. Is there any anything you remember on that? I mean, I I want to say it was a course named Eagle Glen. Okay. Uh, and I want to say that it was with some uh, I don't think it was my own work colleagues. I think it was a friend's work colleagues. And I, I want to say that I was like, you know, we did doubles kind of thing, sort of like uh, a high school friend with uh, Vaughn Brines. We, I did doubles with, with tennis and stuff. I think I did a, a doubles thing with somebody. I forget who it was though. It's a long time ago and it was like yeah. one round. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't, I don't think we did very well. I think like most <laughs> other sports uh, didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you had fun. I, assume. I know I had fun. I always have fun. <laughs> yeah. So what made you try golf when you first started? It was just different. I mean, I, I had exposure to so many other sports and, uh, you know, people were doing that. I, I golf is t golf to me. And I, I know I'm on a, I'm on a show with, you know, people who are big fans of golf. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, just acknowledging that, um, <laughs> golf to me has always been a sport where it's really nice and I want to say relaxing and it's always been really nice to play it, but God, I just can't stand to watch it. It's just one of those things. I, I, Ooh, it's not one of those right. things where it's, I need something moving in front of me, you know, don't, don't be, don't be, don't feel bad. I, I can't watch baseball either. So it's, yeah, uh, do baseball. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can do I love contact sports, uh, you know, hockey, of course, most Nick and I grew up playing it, uh, you know, competitively slash organized ice hockey. But um, I, I like I like to play it. And I think the last time I played golf would have been about two years ago, actually. Um, my old house that we before we just moved uh, like about 10 months ago. Um, the old house we we lived in was basically right bordering uh, a golf course, and then there were another three other courses within walking distance. Like it was, there's golf courses everywhere uh, over where yeah. I was at. Um, and uh, my my father in law visits us, you know, every once in a while. But my 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 in laws will visit, and they're if, for those who don't know, right? Um, my my wife is from Vietnam, so the second half of my family, my in laws, are all. In Vietnam, in Vietnamese. Um, so every once in a while, they'll fly and you know they'll visit us. And uh, my father-in-law had never been golfing, so I thought this is my chance, right now, brownie points, to show yeah. him that I can do something, you know, not great but better than he can, and it will be fun. And, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> it was fun. He had fun, and uh, I spent money. <laughs> It was great. It was a lot of fun, though. I really thought you were gonna say he kicked your ass. No, no, it was. It's he, 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 he's not gonna listen to this probably. Uh, he, he played. He, won't. he played golf. He, he played golf about as about as well as you would expect. Like maybe you know, an your eight son? year old who had just grabbed a club and just swings it at the, at the ground would golf, which is about as well as you know. I played golf when I first started, and right, yeah. As yeah, most yeah. everybody. So, yeah, yeah. so, so you said that you moved uh, in your new house 10 months ago, you moved during the t pandemic. How was that like closing on the house and all the procedures like that? Yeah. So we actually got really lucky. Um, we, we ended up selling our house right before the housing market uh, kind of went up, which doesn't sound mm. lucky. Um, yeah. But we ended up also buying our current house, which costs sufficiently more. And we, bought that before the housing market went way up right um because COVID actually helped the housing market quite a bit mm -hmm. in, in the suburbs uh, everyone's moving out of the city and into the suburbs so housing values have gone up very well um so we i mean we probably could have gotten well maybe even 20 grand more for our house if we had waited to sell it but we also probably would have spent more than that to buy the new one we had so I don't think it really affected us much. We moved all of our own stuff. Um, we we did hire a moving company, and they you know just wore masks and did their own thing, and um, it wasn't that wasn't that bad. Nice. Yeah. So, I guess you just did said you played about you said it was two months or two years ago golf. Yeah, about Bef two years ago. Before that, how long was it? Big big gap. I guess where I'm getting at is the question is why is it that you stopped playing golf? Like even just going for fun to play cost. Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly expensive sport and uh, I don't really hold, you know, I don't really have clubs or anything like that and going golfing and even nine or 18 holes through college and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm eating ramen noodles through college working. I'm work trying to work full time, going to school part time. If I have any spare time, um, I wasn't going to spend it spending money to do something that was luxury. Um, you know, okay. um, especially when there's plenty of basketball courts and other things that are free in parks that I can go ahead and engage with, with, with friends who like basketball and stuff. Yeah. Um, stuff like that is a little easier to get into when you're, when you're really poor, I suppose. And yeah. the time, like you said, like it takes two hours to golf, but I mean, 
probably a half hour to get ready and get to the golf course and another half hour yeah. back and three it hours. It kind of drives from, it's kind of derived from like this. I have a, I have a bit of a mentality and I try not to try not to word this in a way that makes me sound pompous because I have a tendency to say something and then it comes across as something completely different. Um, I, uh, I just have this tendency to invest more than spend. Like if I'm going to spend money, it's, I, I want to, I want to put it into something that's going to necessarily have a chance to pay me back, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So I like, I haven't bought new clothes in a pretty long time and um, I need to, <laughs> even the one I'm wearing right now has a hole in it down here. You can't see it. It's off camera, <laughs> but it's got a hole in it. Uh, but it's like one of my favorite shirts. So I think like, yeah. when I'm not going to get rid of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I tend to spend money on things that pay me back and golf just never seemed like anything that was going to do that. I mean, to be fair, none of, not a whole lot of other things. Uh, that I probably should have done um, for luxury um, do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then you have it like, and on top of that, like you, you know, your dad and being with, I mean, it'd be kind of a guilt trip, but you probably being away from him. And if your wife's working and you take him out or, you know, it's just kind of the stressful thing of you guys can stay at home and do different things or go to the park, like you said, or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, Right now, anyway, I wouldn't ever go and take my father-in-law somewhere without without my wife, uh, yes. because there's a big language barrier. Uh, so even if right. like even if I wanted to get some one-on-one -on -one time with Daddy O, I I, I can't understand him. <laughs> and so I, I kind of need her, um, and that that created a pretty big problem when I wanted to, you know, that whole traditional thing of wanting to like you know yeah. ask the woman's father for permission before you propose thing that exists over there, but. Uh, I think there's a pretty reasonable thing where I can't do that because I kind of need her to translate. So, <laughs> yeah. And how does he yeah. feel about that? Oh, he, he, he loves it. He's fine. No, He's no. Good. I mean, you not learning Vietnamese. No, yeah. I mean, I mean that. Yeah. And he's, we're, we're good. We're on good terms. Okay. He, he's, he's real. He's a real easygoing guy. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, He's not, he's not like his wife. <laughs> he's not like mom. <laughs> okay. He's, mom is, mom is very hard to please. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Mother-in-law. Very hard to please. I need to make probably twice as much as I make to please her. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, your, your favorite shirt there that happens to say filmmaker on it. Yeah. Uh, you were a director, editor, and cinematographer for your own documentary uh, in Cuba. I yeah. It didn't really start out, I don't think, as your documentary, but it kind of yeah. ended up being your project. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get the opportunity to work on that? Right place at the right time, knowing the right people. I mean, there's probably probably a hundred other people that would have been right for that, but I just happened to be sitting on that particular count, uh, that particular uh, bench outside <laughs> of Lake Superior Hall at Grand Valley State University, um, and I knew. I, I knew uh, a writing professor um, named Frank Boring, and he uh, he just happened to see me there while after he got the call. And the basically the university had invited him to accompany the baseball team to uh, try to get to Havana, Cuba, basically, and um, play baseball there. And this was this was during the embargo, so like going to Cuba just wasn't really something that like an American could just do. And, uh, and it's so much so that we've, we got denied like six times and we needed a presidential approval in order to actually get the go ahead um, to do it. It was 
pretty ridiculous. Um, mm. But I was just in the right place at the right time. And he looks at me and he, he knows me from class. We, we got along great. I had good work. And he pointed at me and said, hey, you, want to go to Cuba? You know, like, just like that, actually. Um, and like, we could just go there. Let's just hop in the, yeah. I'll bring the beers. Like it was a joke. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought it was a joke. And um, he's like, no, 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 seriously. Um, I got a project. I can't do it because I got to be somewhere else. But um, I think you'd be great for it. Talk to me. Or, or email me. Okay, like Cuba, great. Um, and this was in our, uh, early October, uh, in the you know middle of that semester. And uh, what year is that? By a- end of December, we're we're off and well. Uh, 2012, 12, I think. Yeah. Okay. And by December, well, I guess it would have been 2000. It would have been 2011 because it was the late year. We went in 2012 because we left in really early January. So, um, yeah. Okay. But it would is just basically like one of those things where this fell in my lap and then I, I ran with it. It was supposed to be a university project, but as it evolved, it became more than just taking a camera and following people around. We kind of brainstormed this whole thing and decided we were going to make a short film out of it. And that, that evolved into a full-length feature that had a little bit of... Had a little bit of television time. I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, can you speak a little bit on your experiences in Cuba? What all? What do you want to know? What all you did? I mean, you were you were there to film baseball and watch. Yeah, film the baseball team play against the Cuban national team. I believe it was. Yep. But you were more kind than of. that, right? You you captured more than that. Yeah, I mean, we 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 went there to kind of. We call it the Cuban national team, but really what it was is they kind of, they sort of stacked their bench. Uh, they kind of brought the best players from all their teams and put them into an all-star team to play against us. Um, against the college which is, team. Which is, it was definitely, uh, it was like pro level team. Okay. This, these, this is like the best it's in their like, country got together into a team and said, we're going to play the Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not going to look bad here. We're not going to look bad here. Yeah. Uh, and, and they didn't, uh, they didn't look bad. Um, I forgot how many games we played. Uh, I think it was, I want to say it was three games. Um, I think the closest we got was a five to three, five to two, five to three. That was the closest we got. I ain't going to tell you how far away we I'd were on the worst one. <laughs> say, uh, three to five or five to three there. That's pretty good so, for a smallish college baseball team, yeah. I would say. Yeah. The thing that, I mean, one thing that really surprised me about Cubans and really just playing baseball in that country is their sportsmanship is the best I've ever seen. Um, Hmm. Like it, it puts American sportsmanship to shame and I don't like saying that, but I mean, one, one example, um, picture this happening in America. You, you'd be brilliant. I think you'd be really impressed, but over there it's just standard stuff. We had a, we had an issue where we, uh, one of our batters uh, bunted the ball and uh you know sprinted to first base and he managed to get there just as the balls you know just as the ball got to first he was safe clearly safe but the ump called him out and that was our our player was clearly safe and the whole crowd and there's there's maybe two thousand or so people there uh, at least and this is the first game the the big game where we played mm-hmm. at the big industrialist stadium there would had to be at least over 10k people there i mean it was that wow. there was a lot of people there um, but there was, you know, thousands of people all of a sudden just booing and just uh, upset, like genuinely stupidly upset. 
and going nuts over the fact because they were like, no, that guy is safe. It was a bad call. Ump, and it was against their team. Like the, the call was in favor of their team. Right. You know, like they just yeah. wanted to see a really fair game. And I'm just sitting here going, you know, if that had happened in the U.S., I feel like people would be going, oh, we're lucky. You know, like, I feel like that's yeah. the, the, the mentality that would be here. But over there, they just wanted to see a really fair game. And you're, that was one thing that kind of caught my, you're caught froze, my eye. You're frozen again for a second. Oh, man. Hold on for just on. a second. Let it come back. And we'll get back into it. Hopefully it comes back here pretty quick. I mean, your pose is nice. <laughs> Thanks. There you there go. You go. Now you're back. Yep. Right. Okay. Well, you're frozen on my end. So yeah, you're frozen on my end now too. Oh, no, you're well, you're frozen. Right, Kyle. Okay, now we're good. <laughs> just Kyle, just, stop just, it. Whatever I do, whatever you do, don't try to like just real quickly pick your nose because it might be a long pick. Okay. Yes. <laughs> might end up being a real long pick. So, but yeah, that was that was, that was just the different like one of the little little tiny differences that I rem- remember anyway. Yeah. And then, you know, that's just the baseball part, but culturally it's, whew, it's a whole nother yeah. world. It's awesome. It's, it's like I'd a time machine. It's like a time machine as far as buildings and vehicles and everything. Right. Oh yeah. Like they have, I mean, they got great, you know, cars from the fifties and sixties and they're all just, that's it. Like they don't really have any these modern cars you see today. They don't have any of that. It's, it's, I mean, every once in a while you'll get like, Every once in a while, maybe you'll get like a, you know, maybe a more more modern car. But that's usually people who are pretty wealthy who are just like running around. But most of the, I mean, most of the people there are just super humble and super happy to just to just see you. I mean, we yeah. we were kind of, um, and, and I mean this literally, we were kind of a big deal when we were there. Um, like we were in the national newspapers. We were on all of their public television for for days so like everyone in the in the in the island knew that we were there um and not only that though but we were we were escorted we were accompanied by officials all the time just to make sure our stay was great and i suspect i i can't say that if this is the way it is but i suspect also to make sure we didn't go where we weren't supposed to go you know Mm -hmm. and um because it was something it was kind of a new historical thing um you know the only time i forget which team it was but the only other team that had been there to play baseball, um, it was another, it was another university, uh, somewhere more West. I, I forget what it was, Missouri, maybe, I don't know. Um, but they, they just went there. They played a few games. They didn't document any of it on video at all. And then they left and, um, and that was it. So we had the, the idea of having a film and having a, you know, something visual that can represent that experience is uh, an opportunity. It just had to take. Um, and I loved it. And I went there, I went there twice and it was to get all the footage I needed. And it was great. Is there, I guess your views of it, is there anything about Cuba that you would like to share that, excuse me, most Americans probably have a a misinformation on or a, a different view of Cuba because of what we grew up thinking of Cuba? Yeah. I mean, before we left, I think it's a little tamer now because the embargo is kind of lifted and stuff. Um, but before we before we went, there was a lot of misconceptions. People thinking that there's, you know, it's this heavy communist country and it's, you know, there's people with machine guns on all the corners and oppressing their people. And it's none of that. Like, I didn't see any of that. I didn't even see a gun. Like, it, it's, I didn't see any of that stuff. Now, granted, I had, 
you know, people. We were being escorted a lot. Um, but I also went back a second time. And that second time had nothing to do with baseball. It was with a humanitarian organization called First Hand Aid. They were they are based out of Grand Rapids. Um, and uh, they provide food and medical supplies for the forgotten generation uh, of Cuba. Um, basically, that's, these are the type of people who were sort of left on the island. That whole big um, span of time where everybody was trying to flee the island on rafts and boats and whatever and trying to make it here to America. That whole, that whole period of time they were leaving their family behind and a lot of them are really elderly and they can't take, can't care for themselves. Um, so there's, and, and they're sick. And this, this organization does some great work trying to make sure that they're fed and they have medical supplies that they need. I went back with them because while I was with the baseball team, they had a sort of a museum um, tour sort of thing scheduled and that's a very touristy thing and it's not going to teach me or get me any footage. Plus they didn't even allow me to take my camera in there. So I, I wanted to go somewhere else while the baseball team was doing that. And um, I went with, I went with firsthand aid while we were there. Um, I was only with them for like three hours and that three hour period was more powerful footage and more powerful experience filmmaker wise than I got in the entire time with back with baseball. And it was like, I got to go back and see that again. And um, so I went back a second time in July. No people managing where I can go now. No, uh, no chaperones telling us to go this way and that way. I go wherever I want. And I not only Havana, but I went to all these other types of like villages and stuff that are way outside the city um, just to kind of see the real uh, Havana, the real Cuba. Um, still didn't see any of those types of things that misconceptions that people think they are um, certainly they're poor certainly they don't have nearly the same type of lifestyle that we do but um i i don't see i didn't see the militant uh misconceptions that people had um i didn't see any of that okay uh where can people watch your film how do they how do they get some eyes on it uh, so right now I, I, it's, it's in the hand of my hands of my producers. So I, I don't really govern that right now. I want to release it on YouTube. Um, so I'm kind of in the works of trying to figure out how to do that. Um, the, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a music rights issue with that. Um, mostly because, uh, shortly after we released the film, uh, a few months after we released the film and got it playing on, on, uh, PBS and stuff. It, uh, the university kind of, in a way, withdrew their ownership of it. Um, they claimed that it was, a initially it was a student product. It was a student film. But since I was no longer a student, they kind of got rid of their, shall I say, rights to it. They, they, they said, this is your film, not ours. Um, and at that point, it was, it was cool because that turns complete ownership over this guy. Um, but unfortunately, that also means that the music that went in it, I don't, I don't have the same type of like rights licenses that the university has. So I'm not entirely sure about that right now. Um, so as far as watching it right now, I don't believe you can. Um, okay. Aside from ordering a DVD, which used to be available on our website, lessonindiplomacy.com. But I don't, I don't know uh, if we're still facilitating DVD orders right now, because <laughs> that whole music rights issue kind of puts a damper on whether or not we can distribute it until that's figured out so yeah 
Well, as as a movie guy, um, I guess the question is: Are you, are you more movie? Is it in terms of watching? Are you more of a movie guy or like a series guy? Definitely more of a series guy. Okay, I binge. I'm a I'm a binge watcher. Um, I just got done with Psych, uh, like all the seasons <sighs> of Psych, and uh, yeah, it's real nice. Um, and you know, there, I got a whole bunch of different things I've watched before that. Um, but definitely more of a series guy. It's, I don't know. It's just like after work, I want, I want to turn my brain off a little bit. So like even movies will work, but after work, I just want to turn my brain off because you know, it might surprise you to think that, um, like for my job, as far as you understand it, um, it's far, very tiring as far as we are exhausting. It. Very exhausting. It's, yeah. it's, it really tires you out. You, you, after you're done, you are just, you just want to lay down and sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're a, a more of a series guy, Kyle. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. Series. Kevin. Probably series. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Because you're just more invested in it. I feel like you're more, you know, you want to see what happens next. It's not. Yeah. Know. So you got an all time favorite, Charlie. Oh man. Uh I got a soft spot for maybe burn notice. Um I, I dig that. Um I think maybe favorite though. We're going back in time then. <laughs> that's a, a that's while a, ago. A bit of an older you know, that, one. That, yeah, yeah. No, we're going back in time a little bit. Yeah. Um I, I I don't really know if I have a favorite. Um, the only reason I mentioned Burn Notice really is because it was on my mind because I was thinking of watching it again. Okay. <laughs> that's the only reason. Like I haven't even watched it recently. I was just thinking of watching it again, and that, that's the only reason it's on my brain. So I don't really know if I have a favorite. Um, I know we. I, I, I tend to watch with my wife, and um, a lot of times, and I think her favorite is Bones, um, which again is going a little bit back. It's not new. It's not still airing, but uh, I think Bones. Uh, I, th- I would follow it up with maybe Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon. Um, for three really? of us, we really we really enjoy enjoy Young mm. Sheldon a lot. <laughs> I've never watched it's it. Awesome. I I love I, I love Big Bang, I like Theory. Big Bang Theory. I don't watch yeah. Big Bang Theory. I've seen some of them, and I just can't get myself to keep watching that. So Young oh, Sheldon just sounds like torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably probably. <laughs> It's it, let's just say the kid does a really good job of portraying Sheldon. <laughs> he does a really good job. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's let's do a, a little bit of like your favorite actors or actresses. I think they all both go by actors now. I think <laughs> both genders. Right. I think go by actor, but <laughs> right. I mean, there's the there's the normal picks of Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, but. Do you have any that that are like kind of top of your list? That not, not really. Um, no, I'm not really a guy of favorites. To be honest, I, I wish I was. I'm not really a guy of favorites. Um, like I, I have, you know, I, I have people that I'll, I'll I'll watch if they're in it, but I, I don't really have like a like a favorite. No, okay. I guess I don't. Sorry. Kevin, I wish I had more for you there, but same question to you. Uh, 
There are so many options. I know there are. There are a ton. <laughs> I looked him up today. Yeah. Like, oh my God, <laughs> there are so many. You looked up the actors. Like, I, gotta ask this I looked guy up a 100 look best. Up I did. Right I, I looked up 100 best just yeah. to see what other people are thinking. And they like ranked him by the awards they've received and stuff. I'll say one guy that I've really yeah. liked lately that a lot of people don't even probably know his name. I had to look it up again. But uh, Alan <laughs> Tudyk. And he's in what? <laughs> he's in a yeah. lot of stuff. Okay. Mo- mostly yeah. like uh, cartoons. His okay. voice. Oh, he's a voice uh, actor. He was the uh, pirate oh, yeah. in Dodgeball. Pirate Steve the Pirate. Oh, he was. That guy. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. If I had to, I guess, I don't know, like big, big series is big budget stuff. I think, you know, you, you could get into like, if, if I see a name, like there's there's a couple of names where if I saw the name, I would be like, that's worth checking out just to do it, you know, just because I see his name. Uh, if I saw Brian Cranston, I'd probably check it out. Yep. If I saw Peter Dinklage, yeah. I'd probably check it out. Um, Definitely. Just because Peter Dinklage is never in a bad role. <laughs> He's just never yeah. in a bad role. Okay. Uh, how about you, Kyle? Uh, had to be Leonardo DiCaprio up there. Leo's got to be one. Yep. Um, I'd say Tim Allen. I love Tim Allen. <laughs> really? I love Tim <laughs> Allen and being yeah, away yeah. and being away and from Michigan and you get like infomercials like this mm-hmm. is pure Michigan like and he's the voiceover for that commercial. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love it. And he had he had the whole hit me and my dad used to watch Home Improvement all the time. Yeah. It's Tim Allen. Uh, yeah. and, he, and he played Santa Claus. I mean Nailed, okay. nailed the Santa Claus. I mean, good picks. Good picks. <laughs> uh you got? I had Leo on my list. Um, but I also like Daniel Day Lewis. And I think one guy that was not on the list of top 100 that I've seen, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good I believe he is. And Kevin, I think I thought you were going to say this guy, Kevin Cosner. <laughs> I love Kevin Cosner. Little yeah. Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Little oh, yeah. Yellowstone. I mean, I he wasn't even on the list top 100. I'm like, man, that's kind of a but... snub, I think. Definitely, oh, he was in some good stuff. Everything he's done is come out. epic. <laughs> yeah, feel the and dreams. Well, is it, is in the uh, yeah, feel the dreams. He's in the other uh, movie when uh, we played for the Tigers. Perfect game. Mm-hmm. Been using some good stuff, but Yellowstone, just because Yellowstone. it's so recent now, like that's what's Great really hitting, and it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to throw Sam Elliott out too, because Sam Elliott, same kind of yeah. Genre, yeah, usually old fella. Yeah, <laughs> that guy never gets old. Well, okay, so I think he he's never always ages. been old. He's old, but he never <laughs> ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, some honorable mentions here. I thought maybe like Joaquin Phoenix, Christian Bale. You know, Joaquin Phoenix good. is those are good. I think too. Joaquin Phoenix is underrated, and it's weird because he's rated pretty high, but he needs to be rated higher. <laughs> like he's very good. Yeah. I remember there's people that have been in the game forever that just kind of you, you just get reminded about who they are. Like um, uh, maybe like a couple months ago, we watched The Good Place. You ever seen The Good Place? Good Place. I can't. And so it's it's think of it. It's oh, on Netflix. Uh, Ted Danson. Netflix original thing. It's good. Ted Danson. Like yeah. I think just, you just get reminded. Oh yeah, Ted Danson exists. And then it's just like <laughs> I like Ted Danson again. <laughs> it's not like really. That. It's not really an actor. But the voiceover for like Life on Netflix, the one that, like the oh yeah, the, guy. Me, like, the planet, like, the planet, Blue like planet he narrates everything. Like yeah. David Attenborough, oh, 
Yeah, Lord, that guy. David Attenborough is probably the greatest, probably the greatest documentarian of all time, yeah. in my opinion. So that right. voice, yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get to uh, streamer life. Now, you, you brought oh, it up. Boy. Your job is, <clears throat> our understanding of it is probably <laughs> what, pretty What is easy. your understanding? So yeah, I was going to say, Kyle, Kevin, what is your understanding of, of a person that gets paid to play video games. Well, you you play video would, games and you you apparently become exhausted. <laughs> you sleep. No. But what's what's the what's the day like, do you uh, think? Uh uh guessing obviously late late nights. Um I'd imagine eh. I mean, depending on your crowd, I guess, of how many followers you have, depends on like what time you're playing and then promoting and then having stuff, how many people are on your channel. And I guess that would, how many hits you have, I'd imagine. I'm not sure if it has to do with how you, I mean, I guess you'd have to play decently. That's why people are watching you, but it's a lot of personality too, I guess. It's up to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's, I I would say there's probably. uh, What's the ratio of being good and being entertaining? Right, right. It all boils down to to that's a good balance you have to have. There's there's basically two types of people uh, that will watch a live stream. And then there's three types of people that will ultimately watch for like, like you you could target for videos on YouTube for for streaming. Mm -hmm. You either have the people who are there to see good, high end gameplay, very high, you know, ranking top of the league kind of competitive play because they just they want to see that competitive edge they want to just see it this guy's so good i wish i could be like them and they want to take notes right Mm -hmm. um and then you get the people who are more looking for a casual personable relationship experience where they can relate to that person communicate directly with that person and the game is it's important but it's secondary right that's my crowd i don't have the crazy, you know, FPS skills that, you know, there, there's very, very few streamers that can that do means. a first person shooter. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> the, the biggest competitive games, like the call of duties, the Fortnite, even if you don't play, oh. even if you don't play games, you've probably heard of Fortnite yeah. at least. Um, those types of things. I don't play those um, mostly because in order to be good at those, you have to put the exceptional amount of time into them. And I don't have that kind of time. Not only that, you have to have really good hand-eye coordination, and I'm too damn old for that. So I'm going to get beat by all the kids, and since they have nothing better to do, they're going to be have more practice than me. So I tend to steer towards games that I can create with, games that I can be original with, things that have replay value. So in other words, you've just because you've seen one person play it doesn't mean you've seen whatever thing, anything that thing can do. Um, and so you end up getting original experiences with other people. I think that um, people watch game streamers and creators for the same reasons they watch sports on television or, or movies or anything else. But, like they, it's just entertainment. But the difference, and this is this is how I sort of justify when somebody who doesn't understand how could people just yeah. watch you play video games. Um, the the difference is, imagine for a moment that you really like watching golf. Okay, I know, hard to imagine. No, not that hard. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, imagine you really like watching golf and you're you're into it. You're in the moment. You're seeing really great. 
Um, you know, your, your favorite golfers are there, they're doing things. And then imagine for a moment, you could type in a chat box and that golfer would turn, look at the chat box and reply back to you in real time. Now, wouldn't that be cool? Hell yeah. Like you would just be able to talk to that person right now. Right. I'd love to talk to Tiger right now. (laughs) Exactly. Tiger. What's doing, Tiger? (laughs) Tiger, you're listening. Because you can find something that's entertaining and something that you can enjoy watching or maybe tell a story. So many great stories are in games. They're not just in movies and television anymore. Such great writing is in games, immersive experience, excellent scores, soundtracks. There's, there's so immersive just as much as movies. But the difference with watching someone in my field is that you get to communicate directly with the person doing it and communicate directly with the person streaming or playing videos uh, and making the videos. And there's a lot of work that goes into making the videos that's not even playing the game. Yeah. So that, that part is, I think, what really draws people to it. I get, I get sucked into uh, watching streams of uh, Barstool Sports when it comes to like a big game because I'll have that experience with them and I'll see like what they bet. And like, oh, you know, yeah. I kind of want to, I, I want to hop on that train, you know, and yeah. kind of like, even though I'm, I'm home alone, you know, my son's asleep, my wife's asleep, I'm down here. And it's like, I have <laughs> my friends around because like they're, yeah. we both have the same kind of, not as much, obviously so you're, much money, but we still kind of have that same kind of virtual. I don't know. It just seems you're like, watching a video of guys sitting on the couch, watching the game that you're watching. So exactly. you, you feel like you're watching it with them. Watching in it a with way. them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That, that is man that sounds like i'm a real big loser no no that is the perfect that is the perfect example of what we call an irl stream Uh, in Uh, real life right yeah there we go i knew something that is that is that is exactly what that is it is just just a hangout you don't even have to be playing games anymore on twitch you or 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 even youtube but youtube less so Twitch has a different culture than YouTube. That's that's a whole nother topic. But like there, you don't even have to be gaming. If you're just hanging out and you are someone who is interesting and people can talk to you, that's all they're really looking for, especially in a time like COVID with, with COVID going around where you can't be social with new people just in person anymore uh, unless you want to look through a mask or anything. Streaming allows me as I would suspect, and I, I've changed as I've aged, because um, I used to be a pretty extroverted, um, but now I, f- I find myself to be very introverted. Um, like in person, I am, I'm quiet. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go super outgoing and talk to people on a whim, like I maybe used to when I was, you know, doing drama in, in high school or whatever. But, um, but this allows me as more of an introvert. And over, over the years of doing this, I've been doing this for five years now. And over that time, I've met many YouTubers. Uh, I've met in conversations, voice chat, video chat, all sorts of things from people who are just starting out to people who have millions of subs. And almost universally, we're all in a way very kind of introverted. And we're drawn to this medium because we can be ourselves and we can be ecstatic and vibrant and we can be colorful in a personality that maybe is depicted of who we'd like to be and we don't have to worry about somebody else being in the room to judge us we can't see you judging us so we are free to be ourselves and and at the same time anyone who's chatting with us they know that they're faceless so they don't feel the pressure of people being on them and that creates an atmosphere where people can be a bit more open and that's sometimes not a good thing because right. the internet loves anonymity, yeah. but um, most of the time, in my experience, anyway, it's been a 
pretty awesome thing. Kind of like what it is with, uh, I mean, it's not streaming, but like reaction video or like, I want if I like the song, like I'll go on YouTube and see who likes the song and have like a reaction and see what they like, like a lyric or anything that they like. And then you can kind of like, I, I feel I like that's, that's, that's more toward rap. I think where you get that. Right. Because you get, you hear the lyrics in that and you're like, like, Ooh, did you, Ooh, did you hear what he just said there? And then I feel like that's what you're after. Those kind of reactions. Yeah. I doubt you're going to get that in country and be like, did you just hear what he said? Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, plain uh, English really slowly. God. Yeah. You, he really, Chris, he really talked. He, Chris, he, did you hear what he said about yeah. that river? He wants, he guy, wants a guy says I heard it. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. He wants a bite. We got to bleep up. that. That guy <laughs> just a Chevy. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> so, I remember growing up, I I spent more time watching you play games or watching the game be played by you than playing games. Things like is that by choice or was that just an older brother thing? No, I mean yeah. it was more. I think it was more by choice. Uh, I just Alpha. enjoyed him. I mean, playing the game, just watching it. Uh, things like Zelda, um, both yeah. I would say like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, and then like even Grand Theft Auto, where when I played it, I just wanted to cause chaos, right, <laughs> and just blow things up. You did the story, yeah. like you did the campaign story mode, which yeah. nobody does in Grand Theft Auto. They just want to uh, blow shit up. I, I, I did it on get strippers. I did it on Twitch <laughs> last right. year. That's right. <laughs> just don't fall in the don't fall in the river or the lake or you'll die. Yeah. Right. Well, you used to. Now they get you swimming, I guess. But um, hey, what a, what have you world. ever thought of, and maybe you have, I just didn't notice, of <laughs> streaming older games maybe stuff like zelda that you used to play a lot well up until recently nintendo has been a bit of a difficult company to work with um there's there's some legal stuff that goes into streaming games because you're technically taking copyrighted materials and posting it on the internet right so like games are you don't just get the rights to distribute game content just because you bought the game it's like music um but most publishers most game publishers are fine with it uh, so far that's the only reason this industry continues i mean it, it, and that's that's where it's really important for anyone looking to do this uh to be diversified as hell um because it's, there's risk involved in it and up until recently uh relatively recently within the last you know maybe 12 months ago um nintendo has been very difficult to work with you post their content on the internet they don't like it and they have the power to take it down. They have the power to remove your advertising revenue from it. They have the power to stop your channel even um, wow. from existing for a short period of time if they don't like what you're doing. Um, and there are a lot. It's a lot better now, but it it was that way for quite a while. Um, the, one of the reasons why I don't partake in, in in you know we'll use Zelda as the example is because one, it's an old console game, so I would have to go out and get an old console. That, that old sounds, console that is, sounds fun though. It, it's, N64s it's are fun. It's yeah. possible, but it's still a cost. Um, but then at that point, I also have to. There's a little. I have to get extra hardware for it to to make sure that that old console works with my new stuff. No big deal. Um, those games tend to be much lower resolution, so I know the quality of those games aren't necessarily going to work. Um, so I have to. I have to have 
video considerations for that. Um, but the other part of it is that, and, and this is, I think, the bigger part of it, is that older games like that, they don't just, they just don't draw the same kind of crowd. They just yeah. don't draw the same kind of numbers as newer content. And new games are always coming out. They are abundant. There is an in, seemingly infinite supply. It's not infinite, but it might as well be because there's no way I can possibly consume the content that's coming faster All than it comes it. out. And so I'm actually very selective um, about what I play because um, when you get to a channel my size, um, and those may not know, um, my, my, my channel is, uh, I think it's like 51,000 now, almost 52,000 subscribers. Um, when you get to a channel my size where you're getting thousands of views per video, publishers want to work with you and they start reaching out to you as opposed to you needing to start reaching out to them. And like my inbox gets these smaller indie games all the time. And I have to be selective with what I play because time is limited. And especially on YouTube, time is incredibly competitive. I mean, right. like, think about how many channels, like let's do a poll around the room and I'll, I'll show you what I mean. Poll around the room. How many YouTube channels would you estimate you are subscribed to? Oh, I thought you meant like how many are out there. That's what I thought you were going to ask. I'm no, no, no. How many? Subscribed to? No, no. This is this is my point. How many are I'd you subscribed say, to? Yeah, maybe mm. like ten to fifteen, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say twenty, twenty-five, three or four. Okay, twenty, twenty-five. You're about the average then. Twenty, twenty-five. How many of those channels can you watch daily? Not many. You know, you just binge right. them. That's what right. I usually do. Yeah. So. You can be subscribed to 25 channels, but maybe you watch one regularly, possibly two at mm -hmm. most. Yeah. And so the other channels you're subscribed to, they're just not releasing content that really grabs your attention to get you to watch it. Even though you're subbed, you're not investing your time into them right now. That's how that's the that's competition. And yeah. that, that that means that to get your attention, I need to do something that gets your attention. Um, and if I can do that well enough, then I can start getting YouTube's attention. And then YouTube distributes my content out faster to more people to try and get new people. Um, and that's, that's where search engine optimization and stuff like that, um, comes it's in. It's like, like a snowball effect. Like as soon as you get, yeah, it gets, like the bigger you get, the easier it gets, it seems like, but it's, it's like pushing up a, a bowl. It's when you are bigger, it is easier to grow. Yeah. Right. It's, it's because you get the momentum of your initial subscribers seeing your content and showing YouTube that it's good. Uh, a good example would be uh, a la the latest game release that I have really just been digging into and I'm almost done with is Evil Genius 2. It's a, a, a base building strategy, economic sort of game where you play as an an evil genius you you play as the villain and your job is to build out think think of it like dr evil simulator right austin powers you're yeah. dr evil and you are trying to take over the world um if i time i timed that right i did i did my homework on it got my graphics set for it got my search engine optimization right and <laughs> three hundred thousand views on the first video right that kind of thing is only possible because i did my homework and, and, and hit hit the right note and the algorithm took it from there, right? And that's the kind of thing where there's more to it than just yeah. Like the, like the game, like playing the video game is maybe forty minutes of my time, but that video is going to consume three hours. <laughs> so right. yeah. yeah, and it's like what you said with. Uh, I mean, it, I, it sounds like it, 
it's like you're an artist like when it comes to like yeah one artist doesn't just like automatically have one song and boom like then he gets noticed but he's probably been at it for how long and and then all of a sudden it does take off where he does hit something just right and that just clicks and then that just there is certainly a degree of luck involved absolutely i i can't say that the success i've had is entirely based on hard work there is luck involved and i've gotten lucky a couple of times where you put it out there and it just runs i've had one series that i've done i'm a serial player i i play in a series i i there's episode one two three etc um and i've had one where it was a year and a half old like i'd done forgotten about it already and the algorithm just decided to pick it up one day for some reason and just spikes my channel way up and here comes in here here and comes the subscribers and the hmm. views are all of a sudden picking up and it's something a year and a half old it, sometimes it happens um most of the time it happens if i <clears> play a game and it does really well and it, it's presented really well uh and then you know we, things go quiet and then version two comes out you know like you know awesome game one and awesome game two awesome game two comes out and everyone's all of a sudden that's the topic and and I did one and now one is getting more popular because two is about to come out. You see what he did there? No free ads. <laughs> Didn't give out the game yeah. name. Went with awesome yeah. game one and yeah. two. So what, yeah. when you say, when you say that, is it like ever discouraging? Like you think you really put out a really good product and then all of a sudden you're just like, this should have got so much more. It's really discouraging. Or you put out like something that, you know, you don't feel like you put that much work into it, but then like, what the hell? This got this many? There's been instances where I've really enjoyed something like I thought this is some of my best work and it's completely flopped mm. because it's just not the right type for my audience. They're used to something else. Um, I tend to venture into certain uh, other genres every once in a while um, because I consider myself a variety guy, but I only really have success in a certain couple of genres and niches. Um, and I think that's how you have to you have to grow is you have to pick a niche that you're really good at or that you enjoy a lot and then stick with that. Um, if you try to be all over the place, it kind of confuses your channel's identity. People don't really know what they can expect from you. You get subscribers when people know what they can expect yeah. because there's something out there for everyone. And if that person can expect what they like, then they'll subscribe. I've had things where it didn't work out. Yeah. And sometimes I just let it go because I'm really enjoying it. Um, that was the old me back when I didn't know better. Um, now, time is money and time is is important. I always enjoy what I do. I always love everything. I'm, I, I have a lot of fun. If I'm not having fun, I won't do it. I don't care how popular it is. But there's so much stuff out there where I can find the balance where I'm having fun and so are they. And if that's, that's the things I have to find and, and execute on. But plug that channel where, where we can get you. Where can we find you? Uh, well, I'm one of the few people on the internet that use their real name. So yeah, uh, it's youtube.com slash Charlie Pryor. There it is. It's, it's there. Um, and then twitch.tv slash Charlie Pryor. And then twitter.com slash Charlie. It's very consistent. Yeah. yeah. People know what they're going to get. They sure know what they're going to get. I used to go by a different name. Um, a lot of the older people that have been around my channel for a long time know me as, as Hot Tips or Hot Tips Guy. Um, but that's back when my channel was doing a lot of technology videos and tutorials on software. And I was trying to give people tips on how they could jailbreak their phones and stuff. And um, 
I had about maybe 3000 subs back then on that. And I just kind of got bored of it because the mobile phone industry stopped innovating at all. Now it's just like slightly bigger screen, slightly more battery life, a little bit faster, rinse and repeat. I so can't I, I imagine I with. why you would have gotten bored with that and went on to play video games. I just I can't imagine that getting boring. <laughs> I love your sarcasm. Yes. Uh, spread it on pretty <laughs> thick. It's real thick. Uh, yeah. You yeah. you mentioned you did um, drama in high school. Yeah. Um, I believe Kevin did as well. And Kyle, were you a, like a backstage guy in drama or did you perform on stage? I did like this. What was it? Like seventh or eighth grade? Like uh, you just improvise. They so just give you a topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, you did improv. Uh, what was improv. that? Improv. There was, yeah, I remember what that was. Like, uh, I don't know. It was like, uh, four, it was like yeah. school Olympics or like something. Olymp- I remember what that was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scholastic. I don't know why I, something. I don't know yeah. why I thought I was going to be good at that, but I was terrible. Yeah. So Kevin, bad. your experience with drama. It was fun. It was uh, drama. You know, I know drama. I, I can't really remember much about the plays we did, except for one where we were like <sighs> owners at an Italian restaurant. Somebody was murdered. I don't know. You remember that, Charlie? You were yeah, in that of one. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember my name was Don Donaducci. <laughs> you remember that? He was the Don. He was. Or maybe the it was Donny Dusadani or something. Don. There was like a couple of different names that were like that. Yeah. So and me and Andrew were his flunkies. Death, death yeah. by dessert. That's the ne- the title of it. Was yeah. death by dessert. Yeah. Good Got times. it. We'll have two things that stem from that. Uh, one is, do you believe that being, I guess I'd say a performer makes streaming easier? Yes. Okay. It allows you to just be the personality that people can connect with just being yourself or being a personality, like a personality, that part. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot, so many people will try streaming. And they'll fail because they don't have a personality that captivates people or grabs people's attention. Um, And that could be for any number of reasons. Maybe they don't talk loud enough. Maybe they they talk too slowly. Maybe they don't have good talking topics. Or maybe they just can't formulate their their words clearly and keep a conversation going for a while. Um, When I have a five or six hour live stream, I'm talking for five or six hours. There's not... There's not like a gap where there's a ton of silence. It just doesn't happen. That's one of the reasons why it wears you out because your brain is on consistently with no breaks. <laughs> and that that's, that's different than many other jobs where you get to, ah, at least for five minutes, you can, you can turn off for a little bit and, and you can't, you're not doing that when you're live. Mm-hmm. You know, take bathroom breaks and stuff. Sure. But um, <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things. And so being in drama, going back on, on topic, um, being in drama, it, it teaches you to, be that performer and to um, at, le- at the very least project your words and enunciate your words and formulate your phrases with intent. And that's something where if I wasn't doing that, I would not be getting nearly the type of, I mean, I wouldn't be getting a hundred plus people watching me at the same time playing a video game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess my second part of this though, the Don, the Donaducci. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What's with the fedora? 
Okay. Well, first I have to put it on because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Uh, that little well, logo you got there. Well, right. you got so the you fedora, got your right? fedora on so, your logo there. When I was in college, <laughs> I had this. You know, back and forth, we we would you know making short films, student films, whatever the case is, right? And there was always this time where we might be <clears throat> filming a scene or setting up something, and like director time, let's focus, let's work with my talent. And there'd be people who want to talk. I mean, that's the same thing. You, you and I, Nick, we we worked with with John on his film. Yes. And there's always somebody who's wanting to come up to the director and be like, what do you want here? What do you want here? What do you want here? Um, so what I had is, you know, some people would, you know, maybe they put their hand up or they would have like a little sticker. A lot of times people didn't even need it. They would just put up with it. I had this thing where if I have the hat on, I'm in business mode. So this is not something where I am not open to chat about life. We're not talking about the sports game. We're not talking about homework. Uh, we're focusing on the project. If the hat's on, we're working now. And if I take the hat off, then I'm, I'm good for casual. I'm on break time. But if you see this on, I'm in work mode. And that was working a little bit. And it kind of stuck. Then I went to Cuba and the same thing happened, but this time with the baseball players or whatever. I, I would be walking around. It's a hot day. I don't want to wear a hat, but it worked. If I have the hat on, ignore me. I'm not here. One of the hardest things about being a documentary filmmaker is getting people to act natural around you. Because as soon as they see a person with a camera pointing at it, there's a propensity for them to want to go, hi, or to want to do something yeah. crazy to get it on camera or whatever. Uh, I think you guys can probably attest to that specifically. Spring Break 2K9, right? What? A long time ago. <laughs> Guy with a camera, you're going to do something extravagant to get it on camera, right? Well, maybe well, you said to do something. Maybe I did. And if I did, fine. But most of the time, <laughs> especially if I'm trying to like capture an organic, an organic experience with people, I don't want them turning and looking at me all the time. Or I want them to pretend I'm not there because that's when I get what's real. So if I put the, I tell the players, if you see the hat on, I am not here. Don't talk to me. Don't look to me unless I'm in your way specifically and you need me to move. I do not exist to you. And Just, it, it worked. And okay. so I ran with it as sort of like, this is the thing I wear when I'm working. And I decided to incorporate it into my branding for, for streaming. And now it's, well, now it's something that if I take off people, nag me and tell me to put it back on so, yeah. how many fedoras do you have i actually only have the one right now yeah i've had another before but um it kind of got uh shall i say uh the puppy let's just yeah. call it that yeah. um yeah but but this is this is one that my uh my wife got me it's from hard rock cafe in san antonio and uh it's the one that's been carrying me for a while and uh, I'd love to have a whole bunch more. I just haven't gotten around to buying anything because it's. Oh, yeah. Like you said earlier. <laughs> I need to buy things. I need to buy some things, you know. So, you know, I'd like to get myself a trilby with like a, maybe a, one of those feathers sticking out. That'd be nice. nice. I don't know if I'd wear it. I but... mean, I mean, the prickness is coming up. You can wear a hat. I mean, we just missed the, the you there know, you go. Kentucky Derby, but you yeah. can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I want to go back in time, I'd get myself a little bowler, you know, maybe Sherlock Holmes it up. I don't know. So do you believe uh, that there can only be one fedora in the group? What? That's a saying. You can only have one fedora in the group. 
Oh, I, you I, didn't sorry, know I this. Heard, wow, I never God. heard that. The fedora guy didn't <laughs> never hear heard this. That. I know I'm <laughs> not the only guy that thinks this. Kyle, you I'm laughed. Out, I'm out of the loop. I you laughed because you've heard this. Definitely. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Wait, so what happens if there's more than one? <laughs> well, it's just awkward. It, it just sounds like a, everyone, like, it sounds like two people are trying to one up each other or like, Huh. So yeah. can you have a fedora guy and uh, the paper I mean, boy hat? I mean, guy? don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I've group? heard. Yep. They're different. And that's yep. like just like not having too much flannel in your group. Uh, as long as they're different colors, you might be able to get, get away with like two, maybe three, depending on the size of the group. Unless you're going to a Luke yeah. Bryan concert. Unless you're going to. <laughs> then it's required. Then it's required. Yes. Yes. That's very true. Uh, yes. I mean, I've heard my fair share of, uh, you know, the stereotypes about it. You know, I, I, I know about all of those because if there's one thing YouTube is very good at, it's about picking on you. So I've heard it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, like they they are very good about just laying into you about everything. So, yeah, I've heard all of that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm just open to trying to change people's minds about it, I guess. The hat doesn't make the man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just noticed today, actually, looking at your... Not the logo that you have on screen with you, but your CP logo. Oh, yeah. That yeah. It, it is a fedora. It's a C yeah, and a P, had, but it's a fedora. Yeah, so I, I actually designed that one. Um, I had an artist refine it, but yeah, I designed that one. Um, I just had this idea one day to like play around with the letters of my name and try to make it into a hat, and it, it worked. <laughs> I, at, when I drew it, it looked a lot more like a cowboy hat, but um, you know, they he refined it a little bit. Yeah, it, um, it's definitely fedora I needed it, now. I needed it because I, I wanted to start selling merch. Um, this is the natural progression of this is eventually you start to get to a point where you want merchandise. And it's actually really, it's actually really hard to find any way to incorporate a logo with a face on it into clothing. It just like, nobody oh, wants to yeah. wear your face. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Um, I hear you. That's our logo. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I skipped so, a few levels of the progression. Apparently, I got some merch here. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get away with it on mugs, mugs, koozies, and koozies. Yeah, yeah. But you can get shirts, away with it there. You can no maybe even get away with it on a hat, depending on the design. But people are not going to want to wear your face on their shirts very often. And like you know, if they're diehard fans, yes, but. I think the idea behind merch is trying to find something that maybe caters to a whole bunch of wide range of people that are not necessarily into that. So I wanted to design a logo that I could eventually transition to that did not incorporate my face. And that way I could put that in merch. And I like that logo, but it just doesn't, doesn't work. So I'll chalk it up to a wasted investment there, but um, I, I do like it and I use it a little bit, but it's not, I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure out another thing to do for logo and merch i guess maybe i just won't have merch i don't know whatever uh one question i had well i've had a ton so far but um how big of an audience do you usually get when you're streaming depends on what i'm streaming um i know that's kind of a cop-out answer but it really it's true right um there's things where you know if, if i'm what i would refer to as maybe off genre we'll go with it um if it, if it if it's a game that's a little outside of what would typically be expected, um, I might pull anywhere between maybe fifty to seventy concurrent viewers. Um, when you're in a typical, yeah, in a just live Twitch watching, 
Concurrent, yeah. Um, most of the time when streamers talk about their growth uh, for viewership, we're referring to something called CCV. It's concurrent viewership. This is how many people are watching you at once. Um, because that that's people will come and go. Maybe they check in for five minutes. They check you out. They leave. It still counts as a view, but it's not nearly as valuable as someone who stayed for like a half an hour. So concurrent is a good way to gauge how we're doing as a streamer. And um, if I'm on if I'm on topic, like my my biggest my biggest draw in my in my channel is XCOM Two. It's a, a turn based strategy game that takes considerable strategy to be very good at it at high levels of play. And um, I, I've I've got about 1500 hours behind me on that game and um, it, it draws, it, it can draw concurrently anywhere between hundred and sometimes 140 or so at a time, which is uh, probably the peak of what my channel does. Um, when I talk to advertisers, <laughs> when I talk to uh, brands for sponsorships and things, um, I will typically give them an 80 as, as my, as a number to progress it. I'd like to, you know, under promise over deliver. So um, I'll typically run with that, but also that gives me some leeway because if their game isn't working, well, at least I got closer to what I promised. Um, right. cause a lot of times I'll get approached for games that I have really no idea how it will do. Um, a lot of times I'll get approached for things I know won't work and I'll just turn it down. Um, but sometimes I'm, it's a real big question mark. So I let it go. Yeah. What, uh, do you stream the same time of day every day or? Are there different yeah, days where it's better at night or early in the morning? Yeah. Um, so I have a Saturday night thing that I do. Um, it's it's my only it's the only time where I'm not consistent uh, is Saturdays and Saturday night is consistent, but it's not. You know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> like, let's say if, if you work uh, over Monday through Friday, I start at the same time every day. And then Saturday is a completely different time. It's much later. It's at night. Uh, we'll typically do very different games. Uh, on those days, um, more, more, I want to say relaxing, more to the point of just hanging out as a community. Uh, one thing we really like to do is uh, drink and drive. I was gonna bring that so, up. So uh, uh, we 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 truck, we truck, um, and an American <laughs> truck simulator. Uh, we drive a big semi truck. American truck simulator is just a game where you drive a big semi truck and you. You pick up a trailer, you take it to its destination. And no shit. That's yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> that's the game. That's the whole game. And it's, it's um, you know, you get into situations where you got to learn how to, how to handle a big rig. How do, I, how do I park that trailer exactly where they want it? That's hard. And, you know, you get that. But for the most part, it's a real, yeah. like, if I was just playing this with no community, this is boring. I can't do this. But add, add a little bit of alcohol and then add a little bit of incentives that happen whenever I get in an accident or I run a red light or, you know, maybe everybody gets, um, I have a stream currency, uh, in, in my stream. So people are earning a currency. Um, we call it pieces. Um, you may notice the puzzle piece, the puzzle theme. Um, we call it pieces and, um, they earn it for every minute they're, they're watching the stream. If they're here, they're logged into Twitch and they're watching, they're earning that currency. And they can spend that currency on tons of different things, um, including like real games. They can spend their currency in my stream and get real games to play. Um, I've worked out that system. So people who are there all the time can just get free games. And um, 
So, you know, maybe every time I run a red light or I get a speeding ticket or I run into a barricade, everybody gets free pieces and, uh, and that kind of stuff happens. And then people will throw, you know, they'll throw bits. It's like, a, it's money. Um, they'll, they'll throw, they'll gift subscriptions to people and, and stuff. And it's, it ends up being a really fun time for everybody, even though the game itself is secondary. Really, it's the conversations like this one here, um, yeah. you know, that, you know, I think, yeah, no, I think that's a good, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, you guys, your show is a podcast. Mm. It's just yep. people talking. Right? <laughs> I, hope, you, I hope you're just not like just now figuring that out. <laughs> no, I know, I know this, but I'm comparing it. Right? I'm making a comparison, yes, right? Yes. You don't need a game. You just need, you just need really stimulating conversation to be entertaining. And, and that's what my Saturday well, nights are. Kind of have that. Yeah, we're working Maybe. on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm so, here yeah. to help you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, Kevin? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 right kevin right. do you have any questions <clears throat> so far uh yeah all right charlie's yes. worked up a question i gotta see how you, I you have, it again. have made kevin work up a question and i don't know if you've watched or listened to any of our podcasts yeah. but, but this he, is something this is new the first one <laughs> now maybe not what the first. is this the... is something wait kevin never has a question here we go no Never. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Okay. What is the dumbest way that you've been injured? Oh, oh. <laughs> this is has so much purpose to this question. Oh my god. This is so it's so loaded. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a low it's blow. It's gonna be really it's gonna be really disappointing when it's not what he thinks it is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we all have the idea of what it is. <laughs> no, it's no, what you think it is is what it is. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the the time I roundhouse kicked a, a flagpole, right? Yeah. I don't think that was a flagpole. It was a flag. It was a flagpole, flag right? Like, I thought it was like a concrete. I thought it was the sign for the gas station that pole. <laughs> well, it was a it was a very hard, <laughs> immovable object. And yes, I sprained my ankle demonstrating a roundhouse kick. <laughs> yes, you did. That right was pretty dumb. on the way to <laughs> spring break. Yes, yeah. like we didn't even get there yet. You haven't started spring break yet and ankle sprain. Yeah. You yeah, were at least ankle. you weren't the worst injury on that trip. Yeah. I think you went just fine. Yeah. Just laid up in the hospital Kyle, for three months. Kyle would switch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, we, but we weren't uh, going to the hospital. No, we are not yeah. going to the hospital. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kyle, do you have any more? Uh yeah, the question of you have or the what you said about uh the timing. Um how does it work? Do you get your son ready for school and then Oh know, yeah, does so his wife go and then like it's like game time. It's, it's like all right. Typical here we go. typical day in the life of kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh wake up eight, uh get Aiden ready for school. Yeah. She, uh my wife usually does most of the work in terms of getting him ready for school, but I take him to school. Um nice. so we hop in the car. And I drive him to school, drive back, and uh, you know it's, it's the same breakfast kind of stuff, real, real yeah. basic um, until about nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, my typical day, I, I check the market, um, figure out whether or not I'm going to day trade or not because um, oh, yeah. I, day, I, trade, yeah. I day trade regularly. Mm -hmm. So I, I check the market, try to figure out whether or not I'm interested in day trading based on a whole bunch of different criteria. Yeah. Um, if I'm not, then I get to work on videos. If I am. Then I do that until usually maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes into the market. And then I stop. Right. Um, 
my, my goal with, with day trading is to earn $100 a day. I want to earn just 100 bucks. If I get to there, then I stop. If I don't get to there, whatever. If I lose money, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm trying to do that. And so far, maybe eight out of 10 times, uh, I get my 100 bucks. Um, and then I, at that point, it's like I'm done day trading for the day, and I want to, you know, I want to, I start start my videos. So, <laughs> hell yeah, about nine nine thirty, ten o'clock, something like that. I sit down and I start recording. Usually, I have a series ongoing already, so I don't have right. to choose what to play. It just keeps going. Um, but so, every once in a while, though, I'll spend my mornings trying to learn something <clears throat> new because people send me things. If I'm going to showcase it, I have to know what I'm doing. So I have to learn it. Um, every once in a while, there'll be something that's maybe more complicated. So I have to spend multiple mornings learning it before I can even make a single video for it. Um, but typically that goes until about, usually it would go till about 12 because for the last four years, I have always started at 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Eastern time has been my start time uh, four to five days a week, uh, every week for the last, um, for the last yeah, three years. And uh, so when you get out, when you finish, usually I go about four or five hours. So about 5 p.m. Um, at that point, Aiden's already home because right. uh, my wife went to pick her up, pick him up and brought him back. And, uh, you know, then we do the family time thing, typically, uh, you know, puzzles yeah. or not really homework so much because um, he's in kindergarten. Um, but I imagine homework will be a thing uh, soon. Uh, you know, maybe we'll play chess. He's. He's learned how to play chess now, so we're, we're play that uh, back and forth, um, checkers, whatever it is. Eat dinner, around 9 o'clock or so, he goes to bed. At that point, I take the footage that I recorded that day, and I get it editing. So at around 9 o'clock or so, I'll get that running, and then I'll start the render usually around 10.30 or so. I'm hoping that by the time I go to bed, midnight, 12.30 or so, at least one of them is done rendering so I can upload it overnight. And then that just rinses and repeats. And there's two videos, about two videos a day that go live on my YouTube channel. Damn. And that just rinses and repeats. If it's a stream day, that's like 12 <clears> to 5 <throat> streaming. But I also have a dedicated recording day every week. I have one day where I record and I don't stream. And on those days, I can usually kick out about six videos. So that sets me up for three days as a buffer. Um, so I can usually do about five or six on, let's say, a Monday. And then one or two recordings every day after that. And that gets me to two a day, about 14 a week. So when you say recording instead of streaming, you're just doing like episodes, basically. Yep. Like, like for yep. some that I've seen, you've had episode one, two, three, four, five, whatever, and it keeps going. So you're just doing episodes for five hours long and basically an hour an episode. And then you just pump all those out. Yeah, I, I try to keep it around 40 minutes. Uh, I find, and this is this is from years of experimenting. Really, I'm finding 40 minutes ish to be around the sweet spot where you can get a good amount of watch time out of people, but it doesn't seem too long, so they're willing to try it instead of just being like, "That's too long, I'm walking away." But if you go too short, you know, around 30 minutes, 25 minutes, <laughs> um, then you start to hit your channel a little. Well, I, my channel anyway. I start to hit my channel a little bit um, because. A huge percentage of people. I don't know if you guys are any of these people. I don't know how. To, I don't know how they do this. A huge percentage of people will watch YouTube videos sped up, like one time, one and a half times oh, speed. Oh yeah, that's nuts. Speed. Yeah, and those people. Like, are crazy. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, those people are um, insane. 
Yeah, but no, they, they just like they don't have the time to watch a video. So they speed it up to 2x. And now a 40 minute video takes them 20 minutes to watch. Um, I've had it explained to me like they're they have so many people they're subscribed to and they just want to watch more content. And the only way they can fit in everything they want to watch is to just watch everything fast. Yeah. So, OK, <laughs> but, my anxiety um, level would just be like like YouTube positions channels and positions content in front of your eyes. Um, based on numerous criteria, one of which, a major part of which is average watch time. So if people are leaving a video very quickly, it's considered less attractive and it's less likely to be displayed to you as opposed to somebody who has a video that, you know, on average, people watch more of it. YouTube wants to keep you on the platform. So they'll put that in front of your face. People who watch at two times speed, that's half the watch time on the video. Um, so you get enough of that, then kind of hurts it. So I, I find that there's a there's a range 35 to 45 ish minutes around there um, is what works for me. So I try to keep everything around there. There's people but, that, yeah, that listen to podcasts at like one and a half or two times speed. <clears throat> Steven Spranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spranger does that. Are you yes, kidding me? Yes, he does. You should unsubscribe to any. Channel. I think how I, the actually, heck? I, I've, I he, was talking to, he Nick listens about to this. ours at one and a half speed. I was talking to Nick about this about autism so three weeks slow. ago. Uh, about bringing your podcast to YouTube. Uh, you did that as well as Twitch. Well, okay. So I was, I was thinking if you did it live, like right now, right. You had this live interaction for it. You'd have this cool conversation. And then now we can turn to the audience and see what they have to say. And you can have whole new conversations spur up that you maybe never even thought of because you have a live chat. That's what happens to me every day. I would be um, busy. Well, no, I would. Well, yeah, that I would be <laughs> shocked to have a live audience. I'll tell yeah, you that. If, I, if I'd be like, Kyle, why are you so nasally? Kevin, show me your boobs. Nick, <laughs> take your hat off. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it, there is that. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not all that, but there is that. That does exist. It's, it's kind uh, of a dick thing to say. Show me your boobs. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you just do your, He's you're not, not going to get this reference, but He's maybe some wrong. people will. If you just do your podcast in a hot tub, then you're fine. Everything works out. Yeah. You'll get tons of viewers. Tons. <laughs> just two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> not doing yeah. it in a hot tub. <laughs> right, well, right. damn. That'd be way more but comfortable than this fucking all, stool. In all seriousness, YouTube <laughs> would help your podcast grow. I, I, I really think it would. I believe that. It's um, a nice jet. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. And, uh, it is. Yep. It sounds like something that, as far as your schedule goes, it seems like it's an all day kind of thing. And I have my you have all Sundays. Day, I have my well, all day job. So, well, uh, so if your podcast is once a week, though. Correct. Yeah. You're only doing one video a week, and you're already editing it anyway, aren't you? Your podcast. Yeah. I mean, you're It'll already work. editing uh, it anyway. Audio wise is more correction of I mean, volumes. And I mean, you take your audio you take your editing way. time, and you edit it as a video instead. Then you just use the audio from your video you edited as your audio podcast, and then you take yeah. the video, put it on YouTube. That's and, what I did on our last one. Yeah, episode yeah, thirty-eight. That's how I did thirty-eights. So I, I have basically 38's video kind of done. Cool. There you go. But I've only posted episode one, so I got a couple 
to go before <laughs> I get to that between, one. Huh? Well, a few right. in-betweens there that I got to get to. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's just yeah, yeah. priority time. You know, I got to figure out where yeah. do I fit it in. So last podcast, did that... Did your flag go down? Your that master's flag was. It was a tip- different angle. Yes, it was. I fixed it. I I wanted it at the right or the correct angle, so I, I fixed you it. Put now. it down. I didn't. I didn't say anything. And then I saw it today, and I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah, you were going to say something. About me? That, no, I got you. I just thought like now it's going to be in everything. You're just moving it just a little bit. No, like, no, I won't. Uh, I do have another flag that I don't <clears throat> currently have yet. That's going to go on the wall. Um, actually, two. Once the the golf outing happens, uh, you know, we'll get our flag for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have one more question for you, Charlie, and then I'll open it up to where if you have questions for us. Do you have any advice for somebody that might be looking to get into streaming? Yeah. uh, I get that actually all the time. A lot of people, um, when they see a check mark next to my name on Twitch, they... It, they ask that because, um, you know, checkmark usually means you're doing pretty well. Um, first thing I would say is that you have to be comfortable talking to yourself. So if you're not comfortable talking to yourself, get practice by instead making YouTube videos before you stream. Um, that will teach you, as it did me, to talk through what you're doing, to be open and descriptive about what your intentions are, what your thoughts are. Talking out your thoughts is super important as a skill to, to get used to. And it might sound really weird and you might think you're, you might feel really dumb doing it, but you can do it offline too. You can talk to yourself while you're going up the stairs. And when you're brushing your teeth, when you're cooking food, I'm going to put this in here. You can get used to describing your actions as you do them. Because as a starting out streamer, you're going to have a lot of time under your hands um, uh, on, your, on your butt where there's nobody in your chat. There's nobody talking to you. You have zero viewers. Um, so you need to be comfortable with talking to yourself because no one else is talking to you. Um, and, and that's still important even if you have no viewers. Because if somebody's brand new and they find you and they're trying to check you out, and you're not talking, you're not interesting, then they're just going to leap and you're never going to hear from them. The reason why people come into chat with you is because you've captivated them at least enough to where they want to say hi. And the only way you're going to do that is by constantly being interesting and um, constantly being interesting as if you have an audience. So the second piece of this advice, if you are on Twitch, is to hide your view counter. It's something that people don't necessarily overlook, but when you're streaming, you can see how many people are live uh, watching you in real time. Hide that. Don't look at it. Never look at it until after you're offline. Because what's going to happen is you're going to change your behavior based on that counter. And it's going to screw up your content. You're going to look at it and go up. You might get more nervous. Now you're going to talk differently. You're going to act differently. You might see it go down. Now you're going to get discouraged. I mean, I'm not doing as well. Oh, darn. I don't have as many people watching me now. Your mood is going to get impacted by it. So turn it off. Don't look at it. Um, so that would be, and the third piece of advice seems obvious, but just do it because there's no way you're going to get better at it. If you don't do it, every single person, myself included started at the bottom. We started 
with almost nobody interested. And I'm a little bit of an exception to that rule because I started with a background with websites. I started with a background knowing search engine optimization. I know how to position my videos to get them in front of people's eyes a little easier. So some background knowledge and that stuff will go a long way. But on a place like Twitch, there is no search engine. There is no SEO. There is, there is you and your content. And so I guess that would be my, that would be my advice to people to get better at streaming. If you want to grow, then game choices is another topic, but, um, you know, you don't, you don't set yourself up playing super popular, super saturated games yeah. with nobody watching. Cause <laughs> when they, when people search that game, they're just going to see everyone else. They're going to have to scroll way down to see you. Mm-hmm. So find something that doesn't have so much competition somewhere where you can position yourself, you know, above the fold, if you will, before people have to scroll. Okay. So now we'll, do a, we'll, we'll have to do a live Twitch of us playing like Tiger Woods 2006 or something. Can. Yeah, that you game can. was the easiest. That game was so I mean, good. I mean, choosing something that you have a super big interest in and choosing something that you have in-depth knowledge of, like golf, um, it's that's a niche. You know, people are looking for people who, I mean, yeah, you, you'd be surprised what people are looking for. If you're interested in it, other people are interested in it too. And it, you don't have to try to please everyone. You just have to please the people who are just wanting the yeah. same things that you want. So I guess the floor is now open for you if you have any questions for any of the three of us. I wish I would have known that ahead of time. I would have well, prepared I'm some questions. I'm pretty sure I sent you a text that said, oh. by the way, you can send questions or you can have questions for us too. Where is this? Yeah, let's scroll way back to like yesterday. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't I don't I don't really have a whole lot of questions other than uh, you know, how long do you uh how long do you think about how long do you think you'll be doing this podcast? You know, I don't know. To be <laughs> honest with you, I really don't. Probably as long as till it's not fun or it just can't work into our schedule. That's that would do probably be think- my answer. Once we hit a hundred thousand, you know, right now we're we're teetering probably like what, seventy thousand listeners right now. No, I'm gonna tell you right now, Kyle. We don't let him let him exist in his garden of Eden. I can beep it out. No, he doesn't want to know. Don't tell me. You can't handle the truth. It's gonna affect him. It's gonna affect him. I won't tell you how many. He'll start acting different. He knows. Let me like. I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I do with my hands? It's a podcast. Well, yeah. Put your hands down. That, that would be my answer there. I guess I don't know for the other two here, but I guess when it's when it's not fun or I just it just can't work into our schedule. If it's not fun for Nick anymore, uh, I'm not going to edit it. So yeah, and, <laughs> and and I'd have to find somebody to buy all this gear. <laughs> yeah. So right. yeah, I, I, actually, that's that's another good question. Who do you go through for your merch? Wait, for ordering my merchandise? The stuff that I see in front of you. What? Who do you go to for that? Uh, well, this is Eagle Gun. Is it local course. or is it something online, like an online service? It's online. Like spring kind of thing, or? Well, I mean, we're gonna have to bleep it because there's no free ads on this podcast. But um, <laughs> for, okay, we'll tell you later. Yeah, we'll tag. 
I was doing so good too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> is who I've been using. And it's it's pretty decent price on most of it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But some of this stuff is like friends stuff, like Cooler Golf is Greg Roy's merch. So I'm showing that. He was on the podcast. Eel Glen, you know, that's kind of where we play a lot. And I have a league and member there. So kind of pushing that a little bit. Um, a few other things, you know. Uh, so that's Kevin. where some of the stuff comes from. And Kevin, I mean, he's the face of Carhartt. Yep. And we're not doing a free ad here. We're just kind of like, come on, Carhartt, let's jump on this bandwagon <laughs> right here. Let's jump on this Call bandwagon. Him. Call him, Carhartt. Look at him. Call yeah. him. <laughs> Have you started on your club covers yet? Uh, yes. You did? No. no come on, Kevin. <laughs> He's, you know, well, I'm, not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Who's going to get done first? Kevin Carhartt for his uh, head covers or Wyman with his basement? Uh. Wyman started league, so the club covers could take him a day. <laughs> that basement, Still. that's taken him a, uh, probably months till he's done with that. If he's yeah, actually going to work on it, it's been years already. He needs to actually work on it. He could do it in months. He could do it in months. All right. Mm. Any more? Any more questions that you have no, for I, us before we I, jump I into our final segment here? I don't. I don't think I do. I don't think I have any. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you obviously didn't read the text that said that you have uh, you can have questions for us. That was at 11.40 yesterday. <laughs> wow. Um, but wow. I also mentioned to ready you... ready for streaming. I also mentioned to you that uh, you need to have a pick for this week's golf tournament. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, so... Yeah. So, so don't, is, don't jump into that yet. Okay. All right? All right? Okay. <laughs> it's the AT&T Byron Nelson. That's going on right now. We're actually one day into it because it's Thursday. I'm going to let everybody know that. Kyle, you've already looked at the leaderboard, so I know what you're doing. You're picking high. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, you're yeah. picking oh. high. Oh, so high. I'm picking the highest. You're picking the highest. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So I don't want to give you first pick. <laughs> um, But yes. I haven't looked at it. Do I'll give you first pick, Charlie, as the guest. Do you okay. have a pick? Who's your winner? For this week's tournament, AT and T Byron Nelson. So I might be I might be wrong about this, but I I, I kind of just briefly perused and Googled for you know various different scores and histories and whatever, and I I come across and I, I don't know if it's if he actually had one, but I come across an Australian Nasi that uh, I think at one point had a mullet. Let's go. So so uh, <laughs> Mark Leishman, I think, is where I'm going with it. Oh, it's a fake mullet. Oh. Going fake mullet? <laughs> or is this like way back mullet? Because I don't know. We had a different Australian idea. I thought you were going with. That's right. Yeah, I thought wow. you were with Cameron Smith. Oh, he's, no. I, he's part of the mullet crew. So you're going I with like the Aussie. So. Mark yeah, Leishman. I mean, I don't, I don't, put that on here. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. I have no idea. Like you said, he's it's one day in. And I haven't looked at any scores or anything. So for all I know, the guy's at the end of the, the back of the line. But yeah. Okay. Well, a pick's a pick. It's in. Once it's, yeah, all right, once it's in, it's Watch in. Watch him win it all, and then, you know, beginner's luck. No, <laughs> Kyle, I already know who you're picking. Mm-hmm. So I'm not <laughs> going to you just yet. Kevin, do you have a pick? I do. Okay. Rory. You're going with Rory. Sabatini. <laughs> Different Rory. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere with the Sabatini pick. Wow. Rory's Back-to-back Rory. Wow. 
different okay. Rory. Do, Let me. Do, do you know? Do you know where me. he's at? No. He is tied for thirty fourth at five under par. Five under is thirty fourth. Jesus. <laughs> wow. They gotta get. Uh, they gotta do better at the, like making more difficult courses here. Yes. Mark Leish. Mark Leishman tied for nineteenth, six under. Wow. Here we go. Just perusing. Go. I was just perusing through the names. Let's happen go, buddy. To, happen to find this guy. 19th now i mean the only the only other person i've ever heard of is palmer and i didn't i wanted to find somebody new wait arnold (laughs) or ryan ryan okay i mean i've heard of arnold too but ryan is more current yeah okay so yeah yeah kyle i already know your pick but go ahead and say it i'm going jordan speed of course you are (laughs) of course you are now i could have i could have jumped ahead and had my pick I could have jumped ahead and had my pick, but I had I had two. If you were taking one, I'd take the other. So because you took uh, uh, Jordan Spieth there, which was my one, I'll go Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler, Texas guy. It's kind of like a home home course advantage here. Mm. He can sleep in his own bed, probably. <laughs> I so, had I mean, well, he's a Texas. I don't know. I, I right. was either going to have it's home tournament for Bryson too, but yeah, Jordan Spieth. I've actually watched a, a lot of it today, and he was just lights out. He seemed like he had everything going for him. He had all the good breaks. Now they shot sixty three. He'll probably go out tomorrow and shoot seventy three, and have I mean he'll probably be a few shots back. Still be okay, but but still be all right. And he's still I mean. I, I would. You, I you're would just playing so good. I, I would go on a limb here and say, he's making the cut at least. Yeah. Right As, now he's plus two twenty, and I I put in a bet when he was at plus three hundred. So once so, I saw once I saw him at four under through six holes, I'm like, yep, let's put this in real quick. I took Scott so Scheffler, jinxed and well, that's probably not going to tell me what his odds were when I made the pick, but. Um, he's five under two. Oh, that's that's nice. He's he's only four back. Uh, my five dollar bet on Scotty there would pay me out eighty five bucks. So let's go, Scotty. But uh, he had he's five under, and he had five bogeys. Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler. Yes, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight birdies and an eagle. He had five bogeys. Oh, just imagine what that boy can do if he works that bogey out of there. Ooh, deadly. I'm liking my pick. I don't want to say that too early, but I'm liking my pick now. That's 10 under. Imagine having eight birdies and a round. You nuts. All right, and Kevin picked Rory. (laughs) He plays a yellow golf ball, He said Rory. And everyone had in mind of what Rory it was. And then he whips out the Sabatini. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. Wow. All right. Well, we have our picks uh, in now. Scotty Scheffler, uh, Jordan Spieth, Rory Sabatini, and Mark Leishman. Um, when this goes goes out, it'll be Monday. Tournament's over. You'll know how uh, how it did. We might sound like idiots. We might sound like geniuses. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how Peter's that luck. goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Charlie, I'd like to thank you for uh, accepting the invite to come on, even kind of short notice. Yeah, thanks um, for inviting me. From yeah. what it sounds like, busy schedule. 
Yeah. Um, one more time, where do people watch your stream? Uh, yeah, you can catch me at uh, twitch.tv slash Charlie Pryor. Um, currently, I'm live Tuesdays and Thursdays there uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, also at youtube.com slash Charlie Pryor, where I'm live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays and Fridays. So 2 p.m. Uh, pretty much there on there too. So YouTube and Twitch. Cool. Uh, everybody go check that out. Uh, I would say for most of our listeners, it's a local guy trying to make it, doing what he local loves. Guy. So uh, check that out. Give him some views. Give him a little bit of time on YouTube to help his algorithms out. There's something there for everyone. So even if your first video you see doesn't appeal to you, I'm, there might be something else there is. Just dig deep. <laughs> All right. Nice. There's over there's over 2,100 videos there now. So there's a lot going on. Holy Dang. shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Been doing it a while. <laughs> 2,100 for you. This was episode 39 for us. Kevin, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Charlie, Kyle. nice talking to you. Yeah. Nice uh, Kevin. Kevin, I got a I got a question here for you because uh, next week you're going on vacation. Okay. Okay. Uh, next week is the PGA. Ooh, you want me to throw my pick out? Mm, I guess. You know I mean, I, it's I early. Put thought into it, but but I mean, we're not we're not making the pick, but you got to make. Oh, the but pick. he's got to make it. I like that. Throw your pick out early. <laughs> it, it stops us from being able to pick him. It will be Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. I like that, actually. Plus 2,200. Okay. Write it down, folks. All right. So that is, uh, you're going, I would say it's a vacation, going to a wedding down south. Yep. Driving so enjoy that. to North Carolina. Enjoy that. Bring back days. some stories. I'm sure yes. there will be there should something. There be, should be plenty. <laughs> um, once again, uh, this was episode 39, Life Over Par. We thank you for listening in and uh, listen to it. Every week, Mondays, we'll see you on the next one. Bye.